everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. I'm Christy Lynn Wood. In this episode, we're going to tackle a big topic, and it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Because of the way I was raised and things I've been through even more recently, let's talk about religion versus the real Jesus. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, then you'll know a bit of my story. But just in case you're just jumping in right now, I'd like to do a quick review. I spent 10 years in a cultic subgroup of Christianity. Super legalistic, super conservative, lots of rules and standards. It wasn't until I met Jesus when I was about 15 that things began to change. And that change took time. I didn't really find true freedom until I was in my 20s. And I didn't talk about the things I'd been through until I was even older than that. When I started jumping into my past and really dealing with things that happened and the questions that I had about the truths we've been taught or the lies that we had been taught and the twisted scripture that they used, I started recognizing some similarities between some of the things that we believed and things that are in mainstream evangelical Christianity. And I started wondering, is there something that's tying these things together? But it wasn't until I went through some church hurt more recently that I was really able to make some connections. And a few years ago, there was just a really painful church experience that my husband and I had. And it's hard to express the depth of the pain that I went through. But let's just say that if I hadn't met Jesus, I'm honestly not sure I would still be a Christian because it was really, really hurtful. And I know that some of you listening have either had that experience yourself or know people who have had that experience. There is an awful lot of church hurt that happens, either in churches or just with Christians or in Christian organizations. And it's not uncommon to have these kinds of experiences. And that painful time in my life was really something that God used to humble me and to soften me. Honestly, if I'm being super honest, I would have to tell you that until that time, As I talked about my story, and even as I blogged and uh, wrote, I kind of had this prideful attitude. Like, I made it out of my crazy Christianity and still love Jesus. Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do that too? But after going through the stuff that we went through, like, I just really realized the depth of brokenness and pain that can come in the name of Jesus. And I stopped questioning and wondering so much. And one of the things that I did through that time of pain and brokenness was read some books by some people that I knew I disagreed with. When I first started blogging, there were three women who were writing books, memoirs, people who had been raised in evangelical Christianity or conservative Christianity of some sort, and had really just come out and really wanted nothing to do with it or had just really changed a lot of their beliefs and theology. And honestly, those people just really irritated me. And I had never read their books. I had no idea what they really said. but it frustrated me that they would be so quick to walk away from what I considered to be the truth. But after going through this just painful time, I was kind of just willing to listen to what they had to say. And so I ordered those three books off of Amazon and spent some time over Christmas break reading them. And the thing that just really surprised me was how much I identified with their experiences. And some of these women had been raised in conservative cults, Others had just been raised in evangelical churches, youth groups, things that weren't necessarily all that unusual, mainstream, I guess you would even say. But all of them had similar experiences. 
And those similar experiences really just tied in with my own experiences, both how I had been raised in the past and things that had happened more recently. And I was like, wow, there is something, some kind of a common thread that is just connecting this. What is this? And about that same time, I had somebody invite me to book club. And you have to understand, like, I write and I read and I talk, but I am not literary. I am not one of those people who loves words or pens or pencils and stuff like that. And so book club was a huge stretch for me. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to book club. And so I did. And we read this book by an author named Mike Cosper. And his book was called Reclaiming the Wonder. And it was talking about spiritual disciplines, which was a huge trigger in itself. Whole other story. But there was one sentence that just jumped out at me. And I honestly loved the entire book. But there was one sentence that just leaped out at me one day as I was reading. And he said, religion is the business of appeasing gods. And it was like this light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, that is the connection. That is the connection between my story, between these other women's stories, between the people in my Facebook groups who want nothing to do with Jesus anymore or Christianity or the church or God. This is it. This is it. We have experienced religion. We've experienced this thing where they tell us we have to appease the gods. We have to make the gods happy, whether it's people or a fake God in our head or a God they're telling us about that isn't the real God. But this is this is it. Religion is the business of appeasing gods. And I looked at the stories of these women that I had just read, and I realized, you know what? So many of them, I don't think they really ever met the real Jesus in the middle of the mess that they had. They just met this religion. And religion is so behavior-based, guys. Like, it's all about behaviors, performing correctly. And so I can look at my crazy past and say, yeah, that was definitely religion. Like I was told I had to wear skirts and have long hair and not talk to boys and all of this stuff. Couldn't go to college, no rock music, movies were bad in order to really make God happy. In order for God to bless us, we had to follow the rules. We had to follow the steps in order to get success and happiness. And at the same time, these girls in these books that I were reading they had the same exact experience, whether it was in a normal evangelical youth group where they were told, this is how you act if you're a Christian. This is how you behave. There was this legalism and this religion that crept into this normal experience they had. And well, of course, they want nothing to do with that anymore. Of course, they're questioning and trying to figure it out. Or if it was somebody who was just in a normal church setting or at a college setting where they were teaching apologetics, but in a very behavior-based way. Like, this is what real Christians believe, and don't you dare question that. Like, once again, behavior-based. And the more I thought about this whole religious and religion thing, I realized you can be a religious liberal and think that these behaviors are absolutely the ones you must follow, or you can be a religious conservative and think these behaviors are the things you must absolutely follow. It's all about that focus on outward behaviors. It's about that focus on how we're going to do these things in order to get something which is funny because even though you're focused on our behaviors, it's actually really a heart motivation. In your heart, you're trying to get something from people or from God or from yourself, which then led me to the realization that religion is about power and control, which, I mean, we know that. We talk about that. You look at the Pharisees, they were all about power and control, but that's what religion does. If I'm a religious person and I'm following this checklist of behaviors, then I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of how I behave and I'm in control of how I think God feels about me. And if I'm religious and I'm giving you a list of checklists and things that you have to do in order to be a good Christian or a good person, then I'm in control of you and I have power over you. 
I totally saw that growing up within our organization. The leader we followed, he had all these rules for us. He didn't necessarily follow them himself, but all of them were saying, if you do this, then you are a good person. If you do that, then you're godly. If you do this, then you're going to have success and blessings and things are going to happen that are wonderful. And if you don't do them, then you're going to be in trouble. But religion isn't Jesus. If we look at the Bible, we look at the Gospels, the religious people, the most religious people were the Pharisees. And they thought they knew all about God and they thought they were following the rules. And yet they completely missed God walking in front of them. Not only did they miss him, but they hated him because he didn't line up with what they thought he was. They didn't line up with what they thought they were doing to do the right thing. And they completely missed Jesus, who was the God they claimed they were worshiping. And yet the sinners, the people who weren't following the rules, the people who didn't have it together, they met Jesus in this incredibly real and beautiful way. And he accepted them and he loved them. He forgave them and he ate with them and he reached out to them. I think that's just so interesting because I look at how Christianity has affected people how corporate Christianity has affected people. And there are a lot of people who are running away from the church. And there are a lot of people who are done with Jesus and God and everything. And honestly, I can't blame them because if you listen to their stories, they've been through some horrible, horrible things in the name of Jesus. And I've experienced a little bit of that myself. And I understand the pain that can come and the rejection that can come when you're not following the rules and you're not doing the right thing. And people can tell you that, you know, you're not good enough. I understand that. And so I don't blame people who want nothing to do with it. But at the same time, I would just love it if you would just stop and wonder and consider that maybe, maybe all of that isn't really the real God. Maybe all of that isn't really the real Jesus. Maybe that is our human attempt at getting back to God. That our human attempts at appeasing this God that we've created in our head. And I want to go back because in the Garden of Eden, in the first few chapters of Genesis, you have God creating man and woman in his image. You have them walking in the garden together with him to the point where they know what his footsteps sound like. They have this intimate relationship with him. And there isn't any religious experience happening at all. It's simply an intimate relationship. And then they choose to sin. and They choose to eat from the tree that he told them not to eat from. And instantaneously, they become religious. They hide and they try to fix it themselves. I like to say they hid and they did. They're separated from God. They're hiding from him. And they're trying to fix their problem by themselves. They're trying to do something about it. And instead of coming to God and confessing their sins and telling him they're sorry, they hide and they try to fix it. And yet God comes to them with a question. He says, where are you? And then he fixes it for them. And that's a picture of what's going to happen. That's a picture of what's going to happen many years later when Jesus comes, God himself, to fix our problem to appease himself by dying on the cross. And I know that's not necessarily the most popular belief these days, but I believe with all my heart it's the truth. I believe with all my heart that is the real God, a God who loves us so much that even though we are his enemies and we try everything we can to either misrepresent him or screw up our idea of who he is, he pursues us. And he doesn't demand behaviors he doesn't demand us to have it right. He says, I'm going to appease myself. I'm going to take care of it. And if you will trust me, then I will give you all of my own righteousness and you can have that relationship with me again. I've taken care of all of it. All you have to do is trust me. 
that's the real Jesus. That's the real God. So I think about religion and I think about that being the problem and that being the enemy. And there is so much religion, even within Christianity. And maybe you've experienced that. I sure have. But as we think about religion and we think about the real Jesus, I would just encourage you to let go of that religion, let go of that control, let go of those behaviors, and be willing to look at God in a new light. Look at who this God is that he revealed to us in his son, Jesus, fully God, fully man. Who is he? Who does he say he is? Who does he show us that he is? And how is he so much different than we think he might be? Next week, I'm going to talk about the Bible because this is the place where it all stands or falls. This is where we screw it up, we twist it, we misunderstand it, we misinterpret it, and we create all these crazy ideas about who God is and who we are. Or we can use great hermeneutics, big word, and we can know exactly what God says about himself, what he says about us, and what he wants in a relationship with us. So looking forward to sharing that with you as well as some more of my crazy stories. And until then, guys, you just keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.